Don't you know that you so wrong, man? You're wrong and here's why. Chris and Greg don't see eye to eye like none of the time. Robert Covington sticks. I don't care what you think. How is LeBron James the king when he's ruining teams? Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. I'm Chris Horwoodell, joined by Greg Crone. Gregory, how's it going? I I didn't think it could get worse than the Philadelphia 76ers. But? The Philadelphia Phillies smashed any doubt that they are the worst team in the uh, current city. It's absolutely unreal. You You blow game one just with awful defense mm-hmm. in the in the doubleheader today against Toronto. You open up game 2 by taking a 7 to nothing lead in the first inning of a 7 inning game. Yeah. And you lose 9 to 8. You give up like a thousand runs in the 6th inning. It's just it, this stinks. I I asked people that I know if the Phillies as a team could choose to opt out, is that an option? <laughs> yeah. Because at this point it's just it's painful to watch. Well, Hoskins has gotten his batting average up over 200, so that's so this is the weirdest line. He's slashing and this is a power hitter allegedly. Hmm. He's he's slashing 203, 414, 313. What? I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. They stink. Honestly, Philadelphia sports over the last 36 hours has been some of the more depressing stuff you could possibly imagine. I mean, you had basically what amounted to like 11 hours of misery yesterday, starting oh with yeah. starting with the Phillies, the Phillies losing to the lowly Red Sox. Wait, wait, I do not know where this is going. Did the Flyers end up losing? Oh, buddy, did they? Um, they <laughs> oh, wow. They had, they ended up. They ended up. Uh, so the Phillies lost. Then the Sixers just got embarrassed because they're an yeah. embarrassing franchise who should right. never have been propped up to be good to begin with. Um, and then the Flyers had a chance to close out in Game Five. Promptly, promptly um, scored a goal like relatively early in the game. And it tied. It went back and forth. They took a lead. Then they gave up a game tying goal. And and then they were down four three in the third period or three two in the third period. Scored a goal to tie it, and 11 seconds later gave up the eventual <laughs> game winner uh, for an overall really depressing night. And then you follow that up with the uh, Phillies getting swept in Buffalo uh, today in a doubleheader. This is this has been terrible. Yeah, I didn't know that. I honestly care so little about hockey that I didn't know they lost. And uh, I did check on it at some point, and I, they were winning, and I saw that they were up 3-1 in the series, so I thought they were going to close it out. But, boy, not a, no. not, a, not a good day. And, hey, we're, uh, we are 9-11, and the Philadelphia Phillies, right now. That is exactly one-third of the way through the season. And uh, power hitter supreme, Rise Hoskins, on the way to a uh, three-home run, 21 RBI season. They just stink. They just stink, stink, stink. <laughs> I can't even take it. I hope I like. I want as much as I love playoff baseball. I don't want them to make it because they don't deserve it. They're, they're, the GM has done little to nothing to improve the bullpen. 
He hasn't offered the best catcher in baseball any sort of reasonable contract. Yeah. And it's 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 embarrassing. Mid- John Middleton for all the money that they that was it stupid money was the phrase with Bryce Harper. Yeah. We're willing to spend stupid money. He should be embarrassed at the way his front office is run. It's it's a joke. Well, and isn't my understanding because of how the baseball rules are set up and some changes made to comp picks? There's a there's a chance that they wouldn't even get a comp pick for Real Muto if he left as a free agent this offseason. I, I mean, that's so far over my head I, the, with the comp pick rules. I'm not really sure, but probably. Knowing the Phillies, that's probably the case. Yeah, no, absolutely crazy. It seems like it, it's weird because I've started to hear the will the Phillies trade Real Muto talk coming in. And, man, to considering what you gave up to get him, including Sixto Sanchez, to give him up as a you know 35-game rental for some team and get nothing yeah. in return is catastrophic. Not great, Chris. Not great. <laughs> but outside of the depression of Philly sports, mm-hmm. I've been enjoying sports pretty much all day, every day, for, uh, for another solid week here. Well, let's hope no one from your uh, place of employment hears this. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I get all that stuff done as well. And uh, for the most part, a lot of these days, these games haven't been starting until the afternoon anyway. So eh, you get the occasional game that's like 1 o'clock. It's lunch. I get, I get an hour in at lunch. We're good. Philly's lunch, now, we... <laughs> lunch. Philly's now <laughs> 9 and 12, by the way. I, I apologize, not 9 and 11. Ah, yes. Thank you for... For updating the misery. It's just, they're embarrassing. I, I don't know. Had a but, fact check. I don't want to pass off bad information here. It's not my style. Listen, I've never been one to fact check, so I, I'm not really sure how to how to even respond to that. Phillies currently have the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, ninth pick in the 2021 Major League Baseball draft. The number two pick held by the Boston Red Sox and for the Los Angeles Angels. So some... Uh, some big name teams up there at the top. The Pirates. I don't know. Well, Shohei Otani's terrible now, so. Yeah, I guess. I, I just, I'll never understand the Angels. The Angels stink, too. Yeah. And they shouldn't. They should be so much better. Maybe it's because Pujols is like 700 years old. Yeah, but he's still he's still solid. If I only, agree. If only I were that good at 700. They're going to they're gonna get into a weird position where a couple more seasons – there's going to be a lot of how much can we get from Mike Trout talk. Yeah, but didn't isn't there like a no trade clause in his long deal? Yeah, but don't do you think he's going to want to stick around if the Angels are the third worst team in baseball again two seasons from now? Chris, he gets to continuously go to Eagles playoff games at the home stadium because his team never plays, <laughs> uh, or not not playoff games. He gets to go to home openers and all these other big games early on in the season and not miss them. And, and lo- honestly, let's be real, lose the money that he'd be spending on those season tickets. Those seats are not uh, not inexpensive. No, I, I have sat in similar seats. They are not inexpensive, and I don't have a Mike Trout contract. So, <laughs> so, But I'm willing to accept one if anybody's offering. I, I think I could get you. I don't know. I'm not gonna, I don't want to brag too much right now, Greg, but I feel like I could make contact – once every 20 or 30 at bats at the major league level. Well, make contact is different than actually get hits. That's, yeah. I'm, that's, therein lies the problem. There's my, uh, that's what my expectation is for myself as a major league baseball player at this point. 
But who knows? If it works out, there'll be a Disney movie, and I don't know. I was thinking, like, Zac Efron would play me. <laughs> You're just out there Brett Myersing uh, versus CC Sabathia, swinging with your eyes closed, just trying to foul pitches off. I well, can what, see that. What I keep doing is I keep trying to land funny on my shoulder to see if I can rookie of the year it, but Ooh. it hasn't, hasn't worked yet. I mean, let's be honest. Rowan Gardner was a flash in the pan. Couldn't keep it together. Uh, just... L- Lost it, lost it, and still kept his composure and got the out, though. First of all, losing it. Henry, what are you doing? What you're running? So you're running out onto the field to go pitch the ninth inning, Mm -hmm. and you trip on the ball? I mean, like, like you got to see it. It, We're not talking. So I can understand the first ball trip, right? The one that that initiates the, the, um, the broken arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, where he eventually hits the doctor in the nose, the funky butt love, and all that funny stuff. All that I could stuff. See, yeah. I could see that. That's not a. That's not a manicured like baseball field. I could see tripping over the ball right in the schoolyard. Mm-hmm. The one on Wrigley Field in the infield of grass, like that grass can't be any longer than like two and a half inches long. That ball is not getting lost like that where you trip and fall over it unless you were just the clumsiest person in the world. Like you had to legitimately just not be paying attention. It's exactly what it was, not paying attention. He was letting <sighs> the fame get to his head. Would it uh, shock you to learn that Henry Rowan Gardner right now, 40 years old, Thomas his, Ian Nicholas. Yeah, his career would be over. I, I mean, yeah, I, what a career it would have been. He would have turned into the next Chet Stedman. That's entirely possible, and we wouldn't get uh, we wouldn't get Thomas Ian Nichols' foray into music if that career would have gone strong. So I can't imagine it was. You know what? Actually, <laughs> bizarrely, this is probably like twelve years ago at this point. I heard him on like an early form of podcasting on a, it was from a radio show and I can't remember what radio show it was. And all he was talking about was his music, music mm-hmm. career. This is a guy that was an American pie. Yeah. Uh, this was a guy that was, uh, a, that's you know, about it. The Greg. That's about well, it to be honest. I mean, Knights of the round table, uh, maybe not Knights of the round table. It's like, uh, Sir Arthur's, a, a, a kid in King, King Arthur's, Arthur's court. court. Yes. Yeah. I mean, this guy, this guy had, he had aspirations and you can't say that's it. American pie was, I mean, those, those, I think it's four movies at this point, but those first two were absolute instant classics. American Wedding also isn't bad. I don't know if I ever saw American Reunion, if that's even a movie. I think that's a movie. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, I'm honestly. Ah, I, thought, I thought you were sitting on the Thomas Ian Nicholas IMDb train. Um, uh, no, I'm on, I'm on his Wikipedia page. I apologize for not being It's okay. That. It doesn't seem like he was in any American movies. Oh, no, after American Wedding in 2003 so huh i don't know maybe also the fact that american wedding was in 2003 you know what i'm a liar he was in he was in american reunion in 2012 Ah, american reunion being eight years old feels it just makes me feel so unbelievably old Oh, when the, um, the whole gang gets together as adults, yeah, that's well, that does it. Not even, not even the concept of the movie, because those movies are like maybe what a decade apart from American Pie one to American uh, Pie reunion. American Pie is nineteen ninety nine. Two is two thousand one. Wedding is two thousand three. They had the train going strong at that point. Then nine years until reunion. Gotcha. Where did the uh, Where did the American Pie uh, spinoff uh, like? 
Bandcamp, Naked Mile. There's a whole bunch of, you know, there's there's like mm-hmm. weird, cheesy, straight. The to National DVD Lampoons comedies. presents American Pie Blank. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, those are. You want to talk about a racket? The people that make those movies, they they have to be the cheapest movies ever to make, and I guarantee you, people buy those randomly, like either rent them or, um, back when DVDs were the the hot ticket. Hey, you know, you know I love my DVDs. Well, one of the be- one of the, one of the best National Lampoon weird straight to DVD movies is called Blackball. Vince Vaughn is in it. Not very long, but he's in it. The 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 farmer from Babe is in it, and it's all about lawn bowling. Oh, well, <laughs> I don't really know what to, where to go from there. Uh, but yes, a a, a long and uh, just interesting career for for uh, and i can i can hear you clicking on the thomas ian nichols stuff right now <laughs> but uh did did some tv he was in baywatch he was in married with children he was in harry and the hendersons uh he was in dr quinn medicine woman the tony danza show honey i shrunk the kids the tv yeah. show party of five medium gray's anatomy and he uh, appeared as himself in Hell's Kitchen in twenty. I mean, this guy's working. Grey's Anatomy's still a TV show that's on. Yeah, but he was just a guest star. I understand that, but still. So what does that mean? Like, you, so you Hell's, think, Ki- Hell's th- Kitchen is still a TV show that's on too. It doesn't mean he's in it. Ugh, man. So I feel bad for your boy Thomasy and Nicholas. I, I don't know. Look, Tommy, come on the show next week, and you can talk ah. about what's going on with your life and tell us. You know why your your career was better than it seems like it uh, might be. He, he I, can ex- he can explain to us why he was in the second best kid major league movie to ever exist in the nineties. Uh, because Little Big League is the superior movie, and it's not a question. I'm not sure if that's true, but Duh, what are you talking about? Look, Little Big look, League. Yes. Look. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Chris, and this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why is brought to you in part by Fastic. By now, you've all heard me say time and time again how big a fan I am of intermittent fasting, and I've been playing around with the Fastic app for the last couple of days, and I've got to say, it's a game changer for me. Signing up is incredibly quick and easy. You know, you put in your height, you put in your weight, you tell them how much you want to weigh, and they come up with a custom plan perfect for you. And what's great is this is a group worth trusting, as the Fastic team has over 25 years of fasting experience. The app basically gives you a daily routine of steps to follow to make sure that you're hitting the goals you want to, including stuff like tracking your steps and making sure you're getting enough water to drink and you're eating the right foods. Now, obviously I'm not a doctor, but I will tell you that my personal experience with intermittent fasting has been a a spectacular one. You're not only losing weight, but basically you're giving your body an opportunity to repair itself. And the benefits for me have been fantastic. If you're like me and you want to lose a little weight or just do something that's going to improve your overall health, I would strongly urge you to download the Fastic app today. Fastic is available to download for free on both the Apple App Store and Google Play. What are you waiting for? There's no shortage of action going on with our exclusive partners at betonline.ag. Sports are slowly making its way back. MLB and now NBA join UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and soccer. BetOnline has all the best odds and lines for the upcoming games and matches. Need more? BetOnline has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening every day live for you to check out. Looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline also has hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and all the best props in the business. Visit betonline.ag or use your mobile device 
device and join now to receive your new welcome bonus and start playing today. Bet Online, your online wagering experts. Visit betonline.ag and don't forget that promo code podcast1. That's P O D C A S T O N E for your sign up bonus. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Greg, we're back. Uh you were getting a little hot under the collar about little big league versus uh, little uh, rookie of the year. Tell me why Little Big League is clearly the top movie. I mean, Little Little Big League. You have Lou Collins. They actually had like the real major leaguers. I mean, I know, I know. Briefly, Rookie of the Year did with like random strikeouts of like Ken Grif- of uh, Barry Bonds. I believe gets struck out by Rowan Gardner. A couple like real, real small cameos. But the the, the Twins were taking on the Ken Griffey Jr. led Seattle Mariners. Like this is. This was serious business. Uh, there, there's the music, the montages, Bowers, Lou Collins. I mean, the whole, the whole scene where Billy has to has to send Jerry down to the miners. Um, uh, he's yelling at him about, oh, "Am I going to go home and tell my wife that it's okay? I got cut because my coach likes my baseball card." Can you remind like, me just, how was, he ended up in that position? His grandfather bought the team. And he died, and he got passed down to Bill Haywood. I actually have a Bill Haywood shirtsy. That's how much I like that movie. Okay. And I only call him Bill Haywood because one of the best scenes is when he's uh, he got I think he gets thrown out of the game or whatever, and he's doing the post game press conference, and he continuously refers to himself as Bill Haywood in the third person. Who does that? Night nurses from New Jersey unbelievably funny scene. This is, I mean, there's just comedy galore. I mean, don't get me wrong. Rookie of the Year had Brickma and uh, Rosenfruiter and, and all the funny pronunciations by the head coach of the Chicago Cubs. And that, that was all solid. I get it. The, the high stinky cheddar. But the, the better actual overall movie and the more believable movie, and I know, neither one is actually believable. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't, the, I'll take the medical anomaly over the, the 12-year-old being named manager of a Major League Baseball team. He owned the team. What do you mean? Oh, stop it. You know that's... Okay. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know how to le- debate the logistics of this. Like, There's no logic behind any of it. What I will tell you is your precious little big league did not have Gary Busey in it. That's a good point. It also didn't have... Uh, the guy. Well, it also didn't have the weird domestic violence scene where Henry's mom throws Jack, uh, Henry's stepdad, down the stairs, the front stairs of the house because he tried to get him traded to the Yankees. I don't know. She'd be in jail now. It was a different time. Pro- probably. Daniel Stern in the movie. Neil Flynn in the movie. Also, uh, John Candy in the movie. Um, Not- yeah, John Candy. Don't get it wrong. And Barry Bonds, and who who was the other big Major League Baseball player in that movie, Gregory? It wasn't Sosa. I want to say Sosa, but it, it wasn't, wasn't because it, he... Very, po- very popular player at the time, and I will give you a giant hint. He has the same initials as the previous player. Bobby Bonilla. It is Bobby Bonilla, yes. <laughs> Dude, that that's a ca- that is a cast though. I will give I will give rookie of the year that. I mean, obviously you have Busey, uh, but you get into Neil Flynn, Scrubs in the middle, mm-hmm. uh, just excellent. Um, John Candy, obviously. Uh, who's the other guy you mentioned? Daniel Stern. But it's not even Daniel Stern's best sports movie. Daniel Stern's best sports the movie, basketball movie, Celtic Pride. Yeah. Celtic Pride. Yeah, yeah just- we have. Uh, well, let's. Uh- 
talk about the other shows on the network. The uh, the great <laughs> Nothing But Netflix, hosted by Corey Talaba, covered Celtic Pride uh, a couple of episodes ago. I should have been a guest. Absolutely. Not sure if that show's still going, but an inter- interesting run. So, Celtic Pride was one of the first DVD. It's one of the first things I ever ordered from the internet and had shipped to my house, which in reality was actually my dorm freshman year at Penn State. But I had an Amazon gift card, and it was eight dollars. Um, you, so had, you had an eight dollar Am- uh, No, okay. So it was eight dollars, not your Amazon it was $8. gift card. Was the $8. gift card was more than eight dollars. Okay, nine dollars, uh, and I still. I still have that DVD to this day. It's an excellent movie. And if you think about it, Ted, the movie Ted, stole its ending from Celtic Pride. At the end of Ted, uh, wait, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong movie. I think you are. Did no. The, 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 it's in Celtic Pride, did the stuffed animal lose all of its stuffing? No, but there is that weird scene in, in Ted. I think it's Ted 1. Maybe Ted, might be Ted 2. Nothing go good to, happened in Ted they, 2. They, they, go, they go to Brady's house, and they try to, like, get him or do something, kidnap him or I don't know, you're, something weird. You're crushing this description. It's a whole thing. It, well, it gets a little more graphic. I, I know the actual thing they're going to do. Um, uh-huh. uh, but that's what happens with uh, the end of Celtic Pride. They they go from kidnapping Lewis, uh, Lewis Scott um, and then at the end they're like, oh, you know, whatever, whatever season's coming up next and they go to kidnap somebody else and I slip in my mind about who that next person is. I think, I want to say it's Deion Sanders, but I don't think it is. I think it's, it's like, it's Bobby. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Celtic Pride's a great movie. Daryl Hammond's in it. Dan Aykroyd. Keenan. All right. uh, No, it's not. It's Damon Wayans. It's Damon Wayans. Um, All right. I'm going to play a little game with you right now. Yeah. This is because this is how this show is going and we're just going to roll with it. I'm going to play. I'm going to, we're going to name some of these movies. Their score on Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) Oh no. You up for this? Yeah, sure. It's, I know it's not going to be good. People hate on Celtic Pride. Greg, real quick here at the end of the show, the little game I wanted to play, since we've been doing nothing but talk about sports movies for the last 10 minutes, is uh, I'm going to give you the name of a sports movie, and I want you to guess what its Rotten Tomatoes score is. Okay. And let's we're going to talk about the ones we've done already. Let's start with Rookie of the Year. It's probably like a 37 I, it's like I wonder if you're cheating. That's too good a guess. It I is swear a, I it is a thirty-five. Yeah, no. See, because here's the problem: we the things that we like, things that we enjoy, these nostalgic movies of ours. Real people, they hate it. They think they're crap. They look at it for the cinema and the quality. No, I want to watch Rowan Gardner gas it up to hundred and ten, and then uh-huh. that's going to be the end of it. Quentin Curtis from The Independent on Sunday says, if you don't know baseball, you won't understand the climax. If you do, you'll find it preposterous. Oh, get, get out of it. Okay, so the floater, the, the Scuffy McGee floater uh, is uh-huh. preposterous, but the entire movie being based on a kid breaking his arm and becoming a major league pitcher isn't. Get out of here. All right, next up, Little Big League. Honestly. I think that that's going to be a higher-rated movie. I'd say okay. 52. Greg, the audience score was a 53. The uh, ah. the critic score, a 31. Oh, come on. That's terrible. That's terrible. I hate snooty movie critics. 
As the fortunes of the twins improve to put them in hot contention of the pennant, Little Big League gains a certain excitement. In setting out its own personal stories, however, the screenplay and direction offers strictly minor league material. Well, I have to give it to that, that person that did that review. Excellent uses of minor league. It certainly was. How about the other film we talked about, Celtic Pride? I, is it like it's probably in like the twenties or like twenty two? The audience score, Gregory, is a thirty one. The <laughs> critic score, a nine. I mean, that is indefensible. If you're Celtic, if if you are a critic and you give um, that movie a nine, it's got drama, it's got comedy. I mean, <laughs> just just this is this is horrendous. It, this is shout a, out. It's got shout out to Jack Matthews from the L.A. Times. This is a bad time for NBA fans in Boston. Just as their beloved Celtics are about to wrap up a dismal season with nearly 50 losses and no birth in the playoffs, Hollywood comes out with a comedy about the Celtics that is even worse than the the team. That is, first of all, number one, probably a Lakers fan. Goes way back to Lakers-Celtics. He's never going to give it a good good score, number one. Number two... You can't base it off of how bad the real-life Celtics are. What year did Rookie of the Year come out? I don't know. I don't have that in front of me. All right. We're going to figure this out because then, like, Rookie of the Year came out in 1993. We'll do Chicago Cubs record 1992 to 93, right? That's what you're basing it off of? That's what you're basing it off of. They went 78 and 84. Okay. Okay. We've got two more more things here. (laughs) This is where, this is the hardest. This is where the game gets tough, Greg. So pay attention. The next movie we're going to talk about, a movie you sort of alluded to, Major League. I would think Major League should be hot. I would think it would be like, I put snooty critic seventy two. The audience score an eighty four, the critic score an eighty three. So your challenge huh. that I'm going to pose to you, Gregory. Name me a sports movie that scores higher on the critics' score. Uh, that scores higher than that? Yes, that is not that, Rudy. That's easy. Remember the Titans scores higher than that. Has to. Remember the Titans. Denzel Washington, Will Patton, 73. What? Well, okay, okay. This, this is Fugazi. 100% Great. null and void. As is the tradition with our show, you end this. You end the show with no points. I mean, kangaroo. This is kangaroo court. This is, dude. The fact that you could have the fact that you can major league. One of my all-time favorite movies. I love every second yeah. about it. I got a guy on the other line about some white walls. It's a whole thing. They're they're excellent, excellent movie. It's not better than Remember the Titans. It's just not. Remember the Titans is an all-time classic from the casting. The, the, Audience score for Remember the Titans is a 93. It's the highest of, of any of the movies we've seen. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. The fact, what critic hated that movie? How could you possibly hate Remember the Titans? All right, real quick, I want you to name me 10 people in, in Remember the Titans Ethan Supley, Donald Faison, uh, Ryan Gosling, the guy that, cl- that played Bertier. <laughs> the guy that played Bertier does not count, but he was he's been in a lot of things. He's uh including that uh the Mayans AD and whatever the prequel of the more famous Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Um 
His name is Ryan uh, Hurst. I, also, I think he might be the. Uh, I think he might currently be in Walking Dead. Yeah, I think he is. Um, wow, what's that? Missing an I, easy one at the top. Yeah, well, Denzel. Um, yeah. Uh, I can't remember the guy that played the white coach's name. Um, That's Will Patton. Okay, and then uh, the the other guy, Woods Wood. Wood Harris played Julius. Wood Harris is correct. Um, there, there's another gimme in this list, though. So is, is it the, the little daughter. girl? Yeah, yes. I should know this. It's not Hayden Panettiere, is it? That's exactly who it is. Yeah, okay. I got lucky. <laughs> um, uh, I don't think I, I don't think I can go deeper than Ethan Soupley and uh, Donald Faison. Past that, the names that you you would be familiar with kip purdue played sunshine kate bosworth played emma hoyt uh who else we got here it's it uh, 10 was a tough number but uh it's fine eh, i mean steve, listen. how about steve martin steve martin is in like like comedian steve, steve martin as in comedian steve martin who did he play remember the titans he he allegedly played a heckler uh, okay. All right. Maybe. I don't remember it. I don't remember it either. But he's on the list. Bizarre. I definitely don't remember that. Tom uh, Tuberville. How about that? Oh wow, the the great Tom Tuberville. It's actually Tom. <laughs> it's actually Tom Turbeville, but it's close enough. <laughs> either way. <laughs> uh, Michael Weatherly from uh, from that whatever that CBS show is that was super popular. Uh, who? Uh, but I don't know, NCIS I, something, I'm SVU, convinced nobody, NCIS SVU. I'm convinced nobody ever watches sitcoms or dramas on CBS. I've never met anyone outside of my dad who used to watch the Big Bang Theory reruns. But he didn't I, watched it watch for a, I watched it for a while. I watched Big Bang for a while, gave up. I do watch Young Sheldon. I'll tell you that right now. <sighs> what? I, well, all right. I, I, okay. You've ruined my theory, but... I also watch. I also watch that. Um, that what's the guy's name? Walton Goggins show, The Unicorn. I'm not proud of that, but I watch it. <laughs> and I guess I watched How I Met Your Mother, but I never watched it really live. I always streamed it. Well, look, I feel like we're getting off track. So we kind of seems, are. We run sports seems, movies. Seems like we absolutely nailed this episode. Another home run. <laughs> Killed it. We're gonna we're gonna end it right here. So uh, for this episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why, I've been Chris Horwardell. He's been Greg Crone. We thank you for listening, and we'll be back a little later this week to do some NFL picks. See you then.